This is Toastcaster, Volume 35, Podcast for Toastmasters. Your host, Greg Gazin. This episode, Toastmasters, a tale for all seasons. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toastcaster, podcast for Toastmasters. This is volume 35. And as we approach the end of the year, we always think back about what we did over that year. And also we ponder and reflect and think about what we're going to do for the year. We all make up those resolutions, but we never really end up keeping them. So we're not going to talk about resolutions today. But I was actually thinking, what kind of podcast would I like to do for this year end? And I wasn't really sure. Then all of a sudden, I received an email. Of course, that's probably not a surprise to most of you. We all get lots of emails. But this one was from Peter Kossowan, a past district governor for District 42, Alberta, Saskatchewan. And he says, you've got to read this. It was a poem. It was a poem called Toastmasters, A Tale for All Seasons. And I thought, wow, this is incredible. We could post this on the website. No! Why not make it into a podcast? When I read this poem, I had nothing but a smile on my face. And then I thought I would contact the author, Donna Smith, and ask her whether or not she would be willing to present it live on the air. Now, the story is an entertaining tale that Donna shares. It's the story of the events that unfold as a new Toastmaster prepares for the icebreaker speech. It's also a story that's meant to capture the true spirit of Toastmasters and its founder, Ralph Smedley. So we have Donna on the line. Hi, Donna. Hi, Greg. (laughs) Thank you for that wonderful poem. Oh, you're welcome. Now, I see that you've been a Toastmaster for eight years. I have. And you're a member of the Morning Challengers, which is in Sherwood Park, Alberta, just outside of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And what's your current designation? I have uh, Advanced Communicator Bronze and CL. Fantastic. Now, this was a manual speech, correct? Yes, it was, from the uh, storytelling manual. And tell me, what was the inspiration behind this? Well, I thought it was the last meeting of the year, and we have our potluck on that day, and we already had one speech scheduled. It was 8 to 10 minutes. So I wanted to do something that was a little bit shorter, a little bit lighter, and sent that year-end message of, of goodwill to, to Toastmasters and, and to our club because we have such a fabulous club. So I wanted to end the year right. Fantastic. Now, is this the first time you did a speech of this nature? Yeah, absolutely. I usually really struggle putting speeches together because they're detail, 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 getting it all organized. But I love doing this kind of thing. This, to me, is creative and fun. And so I took a theme that I really felt strongly about with a story that I really felt strongly about over the Christmas season and just mush them together. And so it certainly put you out of your comfort zone. It really did. To, to actually tell the story in front of the group was quite interesting. And usually I struggle with body language, vocal variety. You know, I'm always working on those things, as is most people. When I did this, it just all came together. It just felt right in the room. It was just wonderful. Well, that's super. Now, I, I've read it three or four times already. But I thought there'd be nothing like hearing it directly from the author. So if you'd be so kind, 
Take a deep breath, please. Go forward and tell us, Toastmasters, a tale for all seasons. It was the night before Toastmasters when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even my spouse. The paper was stacked on the table with care in hopes the right words would fall out of the air. While fellow members were no doubt resting their heads with nary a care or worry or dread, I sat in my chair by the light with a map outlining my life. I'd have six minutes to recap. When a voice in my head caused a silence to scatter, as hard as I might, I couldn't stop all the chatter. What if I choke when I stand up to speak or leave all my notes back there at my feet? Or what if my eyes stay glued to the floor or I panic and suddenly run to the door? What if after all my practice and prep, I fail to advance to the next Toastmaster's step? Perhaps I should just wrap up for the night. Then I saw it, a glow from a distant bright light. Not trusting my senses, I moved closer to look. My heart, it was racing, my knees, how they shook. The light, it came near and settled a while. Then the ghost of Ralph Smedley appeared with a smile. He was dressed in a suit, a right dapper old man, and in spite of my fear, I extended a hand and said, how do you do? He replied with a grin, saying, I think I can help this predicament you're in. He said, all that you need is to believe that you can. As he spoke those few words, he clasped both his hands and closing his eyes as if taking a rest, he began to recite a Toastmaster's request. Your goodwill is needed. Please join me tonight. We've work to do here. Just follow the light. I could not believe it as he went on to exclaim. He whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Henry, now Daryl and Nathan and Paul. Come Glenda, Sylvia, Carol and all. As their positive energy filled up the room, my fears went away and so did the gloom. And Ralph, he could tell by the look on my face where once was a frown, a smile rose in its place. And he said, there's a few things I'd like you to know that you can take with you wherever you go. I started a club back in 1905, and I'm heartened to see that the dream's still alive with a purpose to give people a social way to practice communication skills that we use every day. So here are my rules for the program I led. At that, I leaned closer to better hear what he said. Make use of the tools that are out there for you. The manuals and websites and magazines too. Remember that language has its own set of rules. Use them as guidelines and effectiveness tools. Encourage your audience to listen to you with vocal variety and body language too. Look to each other for help and support. Learn from the feedback of evaluation reports. And the very first rule, not a matter of choice, is to enjoy the experience as you find your own voice. Then give back to new members as they enter the club, never forgetting how it felt the first time you showed up. With the merriest of grins and a nod of his head, he promised if needed, he'd visit again. And as quick as he came, he was gone in a wink. I sat there in wonder and took time to think. I felt something had shifted inside me that night. I knew that just trying would make it all right. Whatever the outcome, it's one step ahead. So I packed up my speech and went calmly to bed. The moral of this story is really quite clear. With each other's support, we'll have a great year. Success isn't the number of speeches you do. It's what learned by doing them that benefits you. And knowing whatever our dreams or our goals, we're there for each other as our future unfolds. Wow. Wow. So much different, of course, that you're delivering it. 
<laughs> I could picture Ralph Smedley hovering there. I could picture him being there, almost like the ghost, being a ghost. I went to a Wild Rose meeting um, a few years ago. It was the first one I'd ever gone to. And one of the members was giving a talk on Ralph Smedley and some of his general rules for Toastmasters. And I'd heard the name before and never really given it much thought, but the rules were really interesting. So I bought the book through Toastmasters, and I've really been inspired by how he just wanted to keep the whole program simple. It's really pretty simple. Just make it comfortable enough that people want to take a step or to take a risk or to challenge themselves. And that has really stuck with me, and that's why I thought it was important to, to include him in this. We actually have one member, uh, a new member, and it took her three visits as a guest to make a decision as to whether or not to join. And her concern was that she was going to be pushed into doing speeches too soon. She did not want that at all. So I thought also that I wanted to remind people that it's just taking small steps. It's taking on a new role. It's, it's doing that first speech and knowing that even if it all goes badly, you've succeeded because you did your first speech. So it was a reminder as well. Also a good place to make mistakes. Absolutely. <laughs> I was almost thinking of that if I had read this before I did my icebreaker, <laughs> maybe my hands wouldn't have been glued to that lectern so tight. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah, that's why I thought I called it an icebreaker. So what, what kind of response did you get from the club and what did your evaluator say? Well, I was really touched. Uh, the evaluator said it was probably the best speech he's ever heard. The club was just so receptive. Uh, you know, obviously, it's a festive time, and it fit the mood for that day. But just really positive response. I, I was a little floored by it. You know, I think we're our own worst critics, and you sit down and think, yeah, I could have just probably done that a little bit better. But there's always that sense that you have achieved. It's such a supportive group that you. I just felt really fabulous after it was finished. Just out of curiosity, were there any times in the process that you felt that you couldn't do this? In the process of Toastmasters? In the process of actually doing this particular presentation. No, this one felt really good because I absolutely believe in the message. Excellent. If we get nothing out, nothing more out of Toastmasters than knowing that you can take a small step forward. I've seen it over and over again. Wow. Amazing. It's interesting because the more I read it, the more I read into it. And I can see, if you start looking at each one of the different lines, you can see different messages. When you're talking about Ralph Smedley, or you're talking about Goodwill, or you're talking about the evaluations. It, it almost seems that this is the entire Toastmasters program summed up in five or six minutes. Gosh, yeah, I could make it into a book. There you go. Chapter <laughs> chapter one, Twas the Night Before Toastmasters. <laughs> but I think that's the whole key is that Ralph Smedley said, you know, just keep it simple. And the other thing that he, that he goes over in, in the small book was that don't get it so organized that you forget what you're there for. Like, don't get it so structured that you're still not a social group. So it, there was really, really good messages in there. I know a couple of meetings ago, we had uh, a person go up for the first time and do their table topics master. 
and we had forgotten to introduce the evaluator, so we didn't know what we were being evaluated on. And here's this person up there, and she's, it's her first time, and you know, she's trying to do the best she can, and she's doing a great job. And just before she was in the middle of asking her first question of somebody, and we stopped the process and said, oh, just a minute, we haven't introduced the table topic evaluator, so we need to know what we're doing. So we did that, and the message that came back to the club at the end was the process is not as important as the flow. We need to be able to handle those situations without stopping the process, but just knowing that we're comfortable enough to, when the evaluator goes up, say, you know what? Uh, we didn't get a chance to do this before, but this is what I was looking for, and here's my evaluation. So sometimes we can get really stuck in process, but it's really about the flow and being able to work and be flexible no matter what the situation is. And Toastmasters is fabulous at teaching those skills. No, absolutely. And what you find is the longer you're there, the more you can learn. Oh, learning all the time. Yeah. It's, uh, it's actually sad. I know it's not part of this conversation, but we know that the average stay in Toastmasters, I think, is about 18 months. And I think sometimes people feel that they've done their first project, they've got their competent communicator, and there's nothing more to learn. But I find that the opportunities are, are endless. I got my DTM a couple of years ago, and now I'm working on my second one. And I'm finding I started on the communications path. Now I'm working on the leadership path. And as you and I had spoken offline, the, the opportunities are absolutely endless. Yeah, I think what happens, I know for me, is I got to a point where I had gotten my my uh, CC and then I'd done a couple of speeches and then I thought, you know, every time I had a chance to do one, I think, well, there's that person's just new, so they took a spot and then another chance and before I knew it, months went by and then, you know, it's getting a little harder to get up there and, and give that next speech and I bet I went for a, over a year and didn't give a speech because it just becomes okay to let somebody else fill it in so you go up to the level of your comfort and you can stop there so it takes that that push right for somebody to say come on I'm gonna put you in the schedule you are gonna do a speech and that's exactly what happened with this one I was in the schedule <laughs> <laughs> that's where a good VP Ed, a persistent VP Ed comes in absolutely <laughs> but I think you found a new calling what's that Toastmasters poet oh <laughs> Well, I'd be up for that job because poetry's fun. That sounds really good. Well, Donna, it's been absolutely wonderful speaking with you. I'm, I'm glad we had an opportunity to speak. And in fact, to all our Toastcaster listeners out there, Donna and I had an incredible, probably about a one-hour conversation yesterday. But I think that we wanted to share this message and thank you for sharing your message with us and your speech. And it's interesting because we hear speeches at the club level as attendees, but we could have more people hear them outside. And I think through the magic of podcasts and video, YouTube, we can bring that world alive. Thank you, Greg. I really appreciate the opportunity. And you're right. I'd love to hear what other people are doing. I'd love to hear more speeches. That's fantastic. Well, thank you very much. I wish you all the best for you and your family for the holiday season. Thank you. Same to you. And all the best. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye now. That was Donna Smith with Toastmasters, a tale for all seasons. Now, wasn't that fun? It just goes to show you what kind of impact that Toastmasters can have on an individual. Donna Smith has certainly taken that first step forward and caught her second wind. This is Greg Gazin saying, 
Thanks for tuning in to Toastcaster, podcast for Toastmasters. And we'll talk to you soon.